0: Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, DC Lundberg. Well, gang, the weekend is over. It is Monday. Sorry to say that, but that does mean that Locked On Mariners is back for another week. I am indeed DC Lundberg, and we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any of the other programs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L U N D B E R G, if you are indeed scoring at home. It is awful smoky in the air here in the Spokane area. I hope it's okay where you are. I know that Seattle and pretty much the entire West Coast is seemingly on fire at this point in time. I hope you're safe wherever you are. The Mariners just finished a three-game series in Arizona in which they took two of three of those games. We will actually talk about those games in the second half of the show. We have some roster notes to get to before that happens, and we'll update you on how a former Mariner is doing with his new team. And there was a very special game that took place yesterday in Major League Baseball. First, those transactions that I mentioned, they all occurred on Friday, September 11th, 2020, Year of Our Lord. First one involves Shedlong Jr. He had already lost his starting job to Dylan Moore and Ty France, that combination. He was going to see some time in left field and at DH and at second base throughout the remainder of the season, uh, but his season is done. He was placed on the 10-day injured list, retroactive to September 10th, with a stress fracture in his right shin. He was hitting at 171 this season, and that really doesn't affect the uh, future plans that the Mariners have for him. They're going to give him another shot in spring training, and I was willing to throw this season away and see how he does next year. And the Mariners are willing to do the same thing as it sounds. Second one involves outfielder Malik Smith. He is no longer a part of the 40-man roster. He is no longer a part of the 60-man player pool. He was outrighted to the Tacoma Rainiers, and uh, he is done for the season as well, evidently. The Mariners' 40-man roster is now at 37 players. A couple weeks ago on this program when talking to Aram Layton, I speculated that his days with the Mariners might be numbered since this team did acquire him to play center field and be the leadoff hitter. Well, guess what? Kyle Lewis is your center fielder, and J.P. Crawford is your leadoff hitter. That makes Smith redundant in both aspects. He got off to a worse start this season than he did last season when he was sent down. He really didn't look very good in center field. He's not a right fielder. He has not got a right fielder's arm. And, you know, what can I say? I'm sorry that it turned out that way. I I am, because I don't really like to see anybody... I don't want to use the word fail. I don't want to see anybody struggle as much as he did, especially when he has the infectious personality that he does, that, you know, that a baseball team needs to be successful. You need a personality. Personality like Malik Smith on the roster. But if the production is not there, the production's not there, sorry to say. And we shall see what uh, the future holds for him and his tenure with the Mariners. I believe he's arbitration eligible, and this is just a guess. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, but I would be surprised if the Mariners offered him arbitration. We'll see what happens. Third one, shortstop, J.P. Crawford was placed on the bereavement list. The bereavement list is minimum of three days, maximum of seven. I'm not exactly sure when he is going to rejoin the ball club. That's not important right now. From what I understand from the reports that I've read, um, a family member has passed away. They did not get into any detail. Thoughts and prayers with everybody associated with J.P. Crawford at this point in time baseball is secondary to that obviously the Mariners recalled uh, right-handed pitcher Brady Lale from the alternate training site he had been sent out to the alternate training site just two days prior to this move Uh, he's back with the big club again going to talk about the three-game series in the second half of today's show there was a very special game that took place in Miller Park in Milwaukee yesterday and it was indeed the second no-hitter of the 2020 season and it was authored by alec mills who i admittedly have never heard of before today he has just a little bit of major league service he pitched uh three games with the 2016 kansas city royals seven games with the 2018 cubs nine games with the cubs last year and nine games with the cubs this year all of them starts including that no hitter He struck out five in this game and walked three. So not the dominating type of no-hitter... That we witnessed earlier in the season, but it's a no hitter nonetheless. Still very, very impressive. It was a 12 to nothing victory for the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers just did not have it at all. The uh, Cubs uh, only had 10 hits to score those 12 runs. The Brewers made three errors and they walked seven hitters as a pitching staff. It got so bad for them that starting shortstop Orlando Arcia uh, wound up pitching the last inning. In position players, pitching is always fun, but you never want to be in a position where you have to bring out a position player to pitch. Speaking of the Brewers, Daniel Vogelbach is now a Brewer. He was claimed off waivers from the Blue Jays, and the trade, him being traded to the Blue Jays was kind of interesting to begin with because there was really no room on the Blue Jays roster for a player like that. They already had at least one DH first baseman type and Vogelback is pretty much limited to designated hitter. And the Brewers are a National League team so they're going to have to figure out something to do with him next season you know, if the rules go back to normal, and I sincerely hope they do. But as a Brewer, Vogue's played in six games so far, and he is slashing 368, 455, 421. And that includes his 0-for-2 game in the no-hitter. So, you know, there you go. Hopefully he can find some success in Milwaukee, get his feet back under him so he can have success in the future. I, I, I still root for Vogel back, and, uh you know, let's see how he does. And I thought this was kind of interesting. To make room on the roster for Vogelback, the Brewers designated for assignment another former Mariner, Justin Smoke, who was then claimed off waivers by the San Francisco Giants, who begin a two-game series in Seattle on Tuesday. So Justin Smoke will be back in Seattle in a San Francisco Giants uniform for that two-game series beginning on Tuesday. Mariner's trivia question for today is an odd one. I asked my group of friends if they had any ideas for a Mariners trivia question and uh, this one comes to us from locked on Mariners contributor John Miller and his idea was what numbers did Miguel Ojeda and Randy Wynn wear for the 2005 Seattle Mariners yes that is the question we will tell you the answer to that question after this word from Built Bar yes indeed ladies and gentlemen Built Bar the best tasting protein bars on the planet right now they taste as close to a to a candy bar as a protein bar can get the reason that they just fall short of tasting like a candy bar is because they're low in sugar which is what you want from a protein bar anyway they still taste damn good and like i said they're low in sugar they're low in calories they're low in carbohydrates and they are high in protein exactly what you're looking for in a protein bar and they come in 18 terrific flavors and also don't forget about Bilt Boost Drink Powder, which is a refreshing twist on an ordinary bottle of water and Built Go for a shot of energy. Go to BiltBar.com to place an order and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of that order. Remember, builtbar.com promo code On for $10 off your order. Answer to the Mariners trivia question. What uniform number did Miguel Ojeda and Randy Wynn wear for the 2005 Mariners? I remembered that Randy Wynn was number two. I did not remember that he was traded to the Giants at the trading deadline that season. And I also didn't even remember that Miguel Ojeda was ever a Seattle Mariner, quite honestly. He also wore number two that season. And I was asked by friend of this program, Jason Hernandez, to point out that he got the correct answer when I asked him. So congratulations to uh, Jason Hernandez. Thank you to to John Miller for today's Mariners trivia question. Do you have a comment or a question? I bet you do. So, send it in to lockedonmariners at gmail.com, and I will read it and reply to it on the air in the Friday mailbag segment. As evidenced by our mailbag last Friday, it need not be about baseball. Jason Hernandez and I spent three or four or five minutes talking about music. If you got a music question, ask it. If you got a question about my favorite foods, ask it. Television shows, ask it. Ask anything you want to, and I will reply to it on the air. In the Friday mailbag segment, more Locked On Mariners upon the conclusion of the following. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host DC Lundberg. Thank you sir Locked On Mariners about to tell you about that three game series that took place in Arizona on Friday September 11th, Tuesday September 12th and yesterday, Sunday, yes, ha. Sunday September 13th. First game did take place on Friday as I mentioned, a 4 to 3 victory for the Arizona Diamondbacks. With JP Crawford out on the bereavement list, Dylan Moore was your leadoff hitter. He went one for four. Mariners only got three hits all game. They were had by Dylan Moore, second baseman Ty France, and designated hitter Jose Marmalejos. Uh, Dylan Moore's uh, hit, by the way, was a home run, as was Ty France's. You say Kikuchi started with six innings, six hits, four runs, all of them earned, one walk, and five strikeouts, so not a terrible start. Kept his team in the ballgame throughout the way. That that first inning, not a good one. The uh, Diamondbacks did score three runs in that inning. An RBI triple from Christian Walker. A sacrifice fu- sacrifice fly, pardon me, from Eduardo Escobar and an RBI single from Nick Ahmed, those three runs. And the rest of the five innings were very, very good. And a, it was a Cole Calhoun sacrifice flying the bottom of the third inning for the fourth Diamondbacks run. Mariners offense just didn't get anything generated. Generally, when the Mariners starter, starting pitcher has done that well. The Mariners have been able to win those ballgames. Not the case on Friday. Mariners came back with a seven to three victory on Saturday. However, in a game started by Justice Sheffield, who has been on something of a roll lately. Seven innings in this starts in this start. Pardon me. Five hits, only two runs, both of them earned. Seven strikeouts and three walks, which is not great. You know he's got to watch that, but he has been he has been watching that lately. Uh, Mariners scored four runs in the uh, in the in the first inning, uh, solo home run from Ty France, an RBI double from Jose Marmalejos, and a two run double from Luis Torrens. So two of the three players who scored RBIs in that inning came over in the Aaron Nola deal from the Padres. In the second inning, Kyle Seager drew a bases loaded walk for the fifth run of the game, and in the fifth inning, it was a two run home run for Jose. Jose. Jose Marmalejos, who has been doing very, very well lately. Also going three for four in this game was Ty France, who was the starting designated hitter. Dylan Moore got the start at second base, went one for five. Kyle Seager went 0 for two, but drew three walks. Very good. Torrens with two hits. And Philip Irvin also with an additional two hits. Mariners won by that identical 7-3 to score yesterday, with Dylan Moore getting the start in center field, with Kyle Lewis getting the day off. He later pinch ran in the ball game. Jose Marmolejos went 2 for 3 to bring his batting average all the way up to 263. Remember, gang, he began the season hitting 103 before being sent to the alternate training site before being recalled, and he has been doing nothing but tearing the cover off the ball since he was recalled. Very, very good to see. And again, it was a confidence thing with him. Actually, it was more that he's not putting pressure on himself anymore or not putting as much pressure on himself as he did in his first go around. And my goodness, the difference is just day and night. Good for him. No home runs uh, for the Mariners in this game. Dylan Moore, one for four. Ty France, one for four. Marmalejos, we mentioned. Evan White, one for five. He's got his batting average up to 176 at this point. Philip Irvin, one for two with two walks. Donovan Walton, Sunshine Superman, got the start at shortstop and went one for four and drove in three runs. Very cool. Also checking in with a one for four day was starting catcher Joseph Odom. Justin Dunn started the game, did not have it, only wound up going two innings and throwing 66 pitches, only gave up one hit, but he walked five. But six, five of the six outs were strikeouts, my goodness gracious. But he was pulled after two innings. He just did not have his command that day. The five walks in two innings, as we mentioned, not very good. Sadler pitches the next two innings and winds up getting the win. Casey Sadler, uh, Joey Gerber an in inning, Anthony Masevich an in inning, Kendall Graveman an in inning, Johan Ramirez an in inning, and Yoshihisa Hirano also pitching one inning in this ballgame. Mariners take two of three from the Arizona Diamondbacks, and today a doubleheader against the Oakland Athletics in Seattle which is not really part of any series it's makeup games from the other week that had been postponed when somebody associated with the A's tested positive for COVID-19 following today's doubleheader two games versus the San Francisco Giants and an off day on Thursday well that'll just about do it for today gang join us tomorrow where I will be joined by Sergeant Philip K. Fish Moki Fraggle and a yield sign Please remember also to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you can think of. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening to today's program, whether this is your first episode or whether you're a longtime listener. I appreciate it nonetheless. I hope you stick with us and join us tomorrow and for the rest of the season for that matter. Getting exciting. Astros lost to LA yesterday, Mariners are one and a half games behind the Astros for second place, which in this bizarre alternate universe equals a playoff berth. That is something to keep an eye on the rest of the season, and we will keep you updated on that status on this program, and we will be back here tomorrow. Join us then. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.